0: Welcome to the Outer Rim News podcast for the week of October fifth. We have a good show for you tonight. We're going to review a couple of new issues, Star Wars Adventures from IDW Publishing. We're going to test Austin's Star Wars knowledge. Mm, sounds like a trivia <laughs> game. Yep, yep. We're gonna we're gonna ask you some toughies this time, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, the Star Wars Battlefront beta. That hits tomorrow, and yes, I know I did say this uh, for the week of October sixth, but we're record our fifth, but we're recording a little bit earlier in the week because Austin got something he has to do. I don't know what's more important to Star Wars, Austin. There's really nothing, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you know vacation calls, and I have to answer. I heard that. So before we begin, let's get the introductions out of the way. I am uh, Ashley Wilbanks. And, as always, my co-host from the Savannah area of Georgia, Austin X. Gordy. What up? What up, what up? So, as we always begin, how was your day, or this week, Austin? Ah, busy. Because I had work, and then I've got the jury duty,
1: and then then I'll have uh, vacation. Or, or packing and then vacation. Mother so, when you go
0: to okay. jury... When you go to jury duty, do you, do, you, do you act like Pauly Shore? I wish. I really wish. I love
1: that reference, by the way. I love that you just <laughs> threw a, a really obscure Pauly Shore movie at me.
0: <laughs> and I just told everybody that I'm really old. No, you know? I mean, listen, I am a huge Polly Shore fan, so
1: that was that was brownie points. That was cool points. Yeah, we're going to the mountains this weekend, and... Um, yeah, and I've been trying my best to squeeze in some Star Wars time, like still trying to read Leia and can't seem to sit down and have like five to ten minutes of peace and quiet where I can read it without having to do something. So it's killing me because I'm already over halfway done with the book and it's so good and I want to finish it. And plus we've got new books out this week. Um, we've got the, you know, the 40th anniversary book that I'm sure everybody's waiting on The uh, from a certain point of view and uh oh, yeah. and ben acker and ben blacker actually have a new their the next book in their their series join the resistance um mm-hmm. the new one's out which is uh I'm trying to remember it was basically it so it left off from the from the first one it was like escape from i can't remember the name of it but uh but yeah it was uh escape from vodran or Vodrin. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you pronounce that, but yeah, it's uh, ready to get into that too.
0: And you know what's cool about some of these young—I say young adult—but for kids' type books, is, is they have really good stories, and 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 they're not like written down to a to a kids. I mean, they're written for kids, but they're not—they're not like pandering to right. They're not dumbing to the it down like, hard. oh, the kids yeah. are going to read this, and so it's like you know. You know Vibo jumped up,
1: <laughs> you know stuff you know, it's <laughs> yeah they it's it's yeah, I agree with you sometimes i mean they, the young adult novels are just about on par with the adult novels, and mm-hmm. but a lot of them are even better written, you know, in terms of the stories, and in this case, this story um it's kind of like uh. And I, I want to say, I think that I read an interview with the authors where they said that this was the vibe they were going for, but they were really wanting to give like a, a Goonies meet Star Wars vibe.
0: Yeah. Because you
1: basically follow these kids in school. So it's almost like reading like a Harry Potter book too, you know, these, these kids at school and they're – but in this case, they're, you know, they're young recruits for the Resistance and uh, just up to no good, getting into trouble. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. In the, and it surprised me too because, you know, I guess we're – We're kinda moving up and growing up with the characters because as you see with other books like this, they the first one was a smaller book, you know, it was a thinner book. It was, you know, you can tell it was really like, Oh, you know, this is only gonna hold kids' attentions for so long. But the second book is actually almost double the size of the first one, which surprised me. So that's gonna be interesting.
0: Yeah, and and when I say that too, I was kind of referencing some of the stuff that we're gonna be reviewing tonight from IDW publishing because Yeah, I won't get into it yet. We'll wait till we go to the review part. But yeah, I that, that was kind of hitting the, kind of hitting that point right there. Mm-hmm. But um, it sounds like you have a good, you've had a good weekend, and you're about to have an even better rest of the week.
1: Yeah. Oh, and and one more quick thing too is today. I actually was leaving the courthouse and I was downtown near the, uh, the toy store where I've mentioned before, you know, in the show, mm-hmm. Planet Fun. And they've, they've started to get a lot more Star Wars stuff in. And, and specifically, they've got a lot of, uh, books, a lot of, um, like omnibuses and, uh, and, um, just the, you know, the, you know, the trade paperbacks and stuff of the yeah. comics. Mm-hmm. And, um, I happened to walk in and found something that I was actually looking for. They had a hardback edition of the Thrawn Trilogy hmm. you know the um the comic series that, yeah. that they printed it was I think it was in two thousand nine and it was hardback well, apparently when we were at dragon con and and i was I was in line to get zahn's autograph. I don't know if you remember us looking, but i was I saw that he was selling a copy. And it said out of print and it was like two hundred dollars, two or three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. uh screw that. I'm not paying that much money for a yeah. book. Dude, found this thing and it's in great condition. Ten bucks. <laughs> it's got the dust jacket and everything. Me? Not kidding you. I kid you not. Ten dollars. But
0: But you know, that's that's Timothy Zahn's. Uh, booth, and he's you know he's marking that crap up. Well, I, but it, I have looked online. and that probably It probably is includes,
1: out of print, that, and it's like you would spend a yeah. hundred dollars if you try to buy it and online. It, and,
0: and two, it includes his autograph. Right. You know. Definitely. Yeah. So,
1: yeah I was just shocked that it was you know because I was like, hmm. But yeah, you you still if you want to buy it, you're gonna you know at the least you're gonna spend a hundred bucks to get it. Well, so, well, dude, that's ten dollars, man. A, I was happy.
0: Yeah, that's a very good find. You mm-hmm. can't beat that, man. Ten
1: dollars? Good gosh! Oh, I'm definitely going back in there because I didn't really get a good chance to sit down and look at the other comics and the omnibuses they had. So uh, I guess yeah. that's how you say it: omnibuses, omnibus. omniboo, omniboo. Omnibu. Yeah, but anyway, they've got um, they've uh, they had they had a bunch of them. So somebody must have unloaded their their collection on them. So I'm going to go back and see what all they've got.
0: Yeah, I'm missing one Marvel. You know, Marvel's recently gone back and started reprinting. All of the original Marvel Star Wars stuff in omnibus format. And I've got all three omnibus editions plus the Ewoks and droids omnibus, but I'm missing the UK Star Wars Tales omnibus. So Um. I'm on the lookout for that. Yeah. And actually, they've started putting some of their newer Star Wars titles in omnibus format, like Darth Vader. So I think you, you know, you get like the first, oh, I don't know. You may get the whole. How, how how long did Darth Vader go? The first? Uh, the original one
1: went for. God, I'd have to dig in the thing and look, but I want to say it, it. It went over twenty issues for sure.
0: Yeah, it's like twenty seven yeah, issues or something, something like that. that. And, almost, and, almost and, thirty. And, yeah, so you'd get every one of those issues in the omnibus plus the annual. Oh wow! Or two two annuals, yeah, whatever. The omnibuses are huge additions, man. I mean, they. They really pack a bunch mm-hmm. of comics into one. And that's why they're so, you know, after after the fact, you know, when they go out of print, they go up in value, especially mm-hmm. if they're still in real good condition.
1: Right. Yeah, the um, only one I ever owned was uh, Shadows of the Empire Omnibus, and that was the one that collected, like, the, the official Shadows of the Empire adaptation, and then the sequel. And then I think there was... Um, well, Maybe. now, was it an omnibus or
0: just a regular hardcover? No, hard it was an cover? omnibus.
1: No, it was, it was the paperback, the thick omnibus, and it was called oh, Shadows okay. of the Empire, but it was the entire story. Like, it wasn't just the, the original Shadows of the Empire, but it was that, and then they had, then, um, they wrote a sequel to that in comic form. Not just, in, not a novel, but just a comic book. They did a comic uh-huh. series. It was a sequel to that. And, um, I think there was a few other stories they added into it to fill out and give it, you know, make it a big, thick omnibus. So mm-hmm. that was the only one I ever bought.
0: I can't. I can't believe you got that for ten dollars. That's just a. That's a steal. Yeah, that's I may. I may go
1: back, maybe even tomorrow, and just look around and just see what what all they have in there. Because I mean, they had all. Do they had like the Republic series? They had the Clone Wars, Clone Wars Adventures. They had all kinds of stuff in there.
0: My week has has been filled with Star Wars, but not anything new. Just old, and that's basically prepping for Battlefront Two by playing Battlefront. Um I'm now up to level eighty nine in Battlefront. Whoop whoop. Thanks to some the bonus weekend or bonus last last week or so has been like a bonus week, so you get bonus points for every round you play. And uh I was really racking up the the rankings there. Oh wow as as I played. Yeah, I moved up probably ten ranks. I I I started at rank eighty, I believe, and uh I'm up to eighty nine now. So I really want to hit rank 100 before Battlefront 2 comes out, but I don't know how if that's going to be feasible or not. I'd have to play a lot, 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 because I'm no good. You know, <laughs> it takes a long time to build up those points. But no, I mean that's pretty much been my, you know, Star Wars week. Um, hadn't been posting much on the website lately. I hurt my back, which really sucks on Sunday. I, I don't know what I, I was driving down the road. And all of a sudden, it just started hurting. Like, didn't do anything. And then got out of the car. When I got to my destination, man, I could barely walk. But I'm better today. So, you know, it's slowly getting back together. Let's, uh, Let's start off tonight with the review of Star Wars Adventures number one and number two. So the fine folks at IDW Publishing have gone kind of separate from Marvel they 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 both have a Star Wars license for the comics but with Star Wars adventures they're more kid friendly right mm-hmm. uh they don't deal as with as much i guess with as mature of issues as the regular Star Wars Marvel line for instance uh that that crossover event with Marvel the uh uh what was it the the Screaming so that, Citadel? Yes, yeah, Screaming Citadel. And it was kind of a, you know, vampire-ish kind of tale in the Star Wars universe. Um, but Star Wars Adventure, so far, out of the first two issues, is basically, to me, getting down to the root of Star Wars. Telling telling good space fantasy um, with no with lots of action and adventure, you know, high-flying action and adventure without all the blood and and gore and all that kind of good stuff. Uh first issue written by Kevin, I hope I'm not butchering the name, Kevin Scott, artist Derek Charm and letter Tom B. Long. The colors um do they say who the colors are by? No, they do not. What is up with that? Maybe it's by uh Derek Charm. I'm I'm not sure. But the first issue comes with like Literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 variant covers. Uh, you got one regular cover that, you know, just comes with, that comes with it. And you got 14 variants. So, Austin, out of those 15 covers, which one did you just like, if you had to own this, this book, w- which copy would you want?
1: Now, which which issue? That was that issue one that had all the. Variants? Yeah,
0: issue one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say the
1: one I got was the the. You know, I ended up getting in the store was the the first one. You know, the one with all the characters. Uh huh. Um, I really like the one with Ray, like where she's running on the on Jakku. Um. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's one that's got, like, Vader at the top, and, and, you know, you've got Maul and Kylo Ren. That one looks pretty cool, but it also feels like it kind of deviates from the actual artwork that's in the series so far. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I
1: would I'd give it negative points for that.
0: But... Uh, you are you are harsh, my friend. You're harsh.
1: No, it's good. I'm just thinking in terms of, like, if you want a preview of what they are. That's one thing that always gets me is when you have artwork is one one thing, and then the actual art inside is and if it's inside, if it's better on the inside, that's one thing, but a lot of times you'll have like these awesome covers, and then the the artwork on the inside is just crap, <laughs> and I hate mm-hmm. that, but um, I don't know man, like there's i mean there's a lot of good ones here like there's there's one that's a white background and it's got all of them, and Yoda's looking real wonky at the bottom, but still looks cool he's got his white eyes mm-hmm. um. And the one now, if you go
0: to page, if you go to page forty-five in that in that preview in that review copy we got, uh-huh. it shows all the all the covers with the uh, with the artist names on it, so you can you can get you can see all of them.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. I'll tell you this much: besides the cover A, that's really cool. I like mm-hmm. the cover. I guess RIA by Eric Jones. Yeah, that one looks really good. Um, the one by Chris, Chris Samney and Matt Wilson is really good.
0: Yeah. Chris Samney is just, well, oh, th- he's one of my favorite artists, period. So anything he does get, gets a check mark by me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean,
0: it's really good. And the the one,
1: the Fan Expo one by Tim Levins is, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're all really good. Even like the little cute one that Chris, is it Yuminga.
0: Yes, another favorite Th- that of mine. That one's there.
1: adorable. That one looks really, really good. And Tim yeah. Lim, his his looks good. I mean, they're really. I mean, I don't know. It's it's probably like I'd have to go and see which one I like the least. But they're all they all look good.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, if I had to pick one, you know, I I do like covers with like lots of characters on it and stuff yeah. like that. But but the most iconic, I think, is the one by Chris Somni. For Jetpack Comics, I guess that's a store somewhere mm-hmm. where you have Ray kind of standing on that pile of junk. Oh and you, yeah, you see her from the back, and yeah, she's just kind of staring really out. Good. She's staring out a, across Jakku and with the Star Destroyer in the background. That just is like an iconic looking cover, right? And
1: Especially to go with the episode with uh, issue one, it it really matches. It really goes well.
0: Yeah, so I mean that one looks really, really, really good. Yeah, Um,
1: I would say Cover A would be if I had to. If if you had to twist my arm and and ask me which one's my favorite so far, I just I don't know. Cover A is really 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 good.
0: Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, let's let's get into the story. So, with these books so far, there's two stories in each each issue. Right now, the first story in, in in issues one and two, the main story is about Ray trying to save Unkar Plutt. And then you have a backup story in each book um, featuring some new characters who we've never met before, but they're kind of telling stories in the Star Wars universe that we've never heard about, you know. So, but before we get into, into that piece, I I want to review the the two main Ray stories so far. And I tell you, right right off the bat, what I do like about this, and I don't know, you know, we need to get some kind of official word on this. I don't know if this is official Star Wars canon, you know, uh-huh. since it's not published by Marvel. I don't know whether that has anything to do with it or not. We could probably um,
1: tweet it, Pablo. I bet he would. He would. He would at least respond.
0: I mean, he seems to be
1: pretty responsive to you know yeah. fan questions and stuff.
0: Yeah. So I will make that a goal to to ask Pablo or Matt Martin or somebody like that, you know, in the story group, if if this is official, but if it is, the one thing I do like about this is the world building that goes on for Jakku. So you get lots of references to new animals and beasts on Jakku that you know, you know, we hadn't heard about before, Um, which is, which is just awesome stuff for me because that, you know, that's one of the things I like about star Wars is yeah, it's got a good story and all that, but once you once you dive into Star Wars and you it, to really love it, you have to I think you have to dive in head first and and start looking at other things outside of Luke, Leia, Han, Rey, Finn, blah 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 blah. And some of that stuff is like the alien, the different kind of aliens, where they come from, um animals on the planets. I mean, it's it's stuff like that that really that I really, really love, and and especially like from a collecting as- aspect, like you don't just get a Luke Skywalker figure and a Han Solo figure, you get like freaking Snaggletooth, you know, like who? Yeah, the little guy in a red jumpsuit in, in A New Hope, or or IG eighty eight, some you know background character who had like f- three seconds of film time, but they make. Toys out of them and sparks your imagination and makes you want to dive in deeper and deeper. So that's one thing I really liked about these two issues uh, featuring Ray on Jakku. And, and the premise of the story is Ray is, you know, scavenging for junk. She finds this robot uh, and she sells it to Unkar Plut for food. Anyway, some bounty hunter types are looking for the robot. They kidnap Unkar Plutt uh, to try to get it and then Ray finds out that Unkar Plutt's been kidnapped f- because of this robot that she sold him. She feels bad so she goes to try to rescue Unkar Plutt. And it seems like we have seen some of these kidnappers before. Don't they look very familiar to you? Especially the guy with the glasses. I was going to say he sunglasses. does. he
1: does look very, very familiar to me.
0: I I can't remember where I've seen him. It might be another comic, maybe in the Marvel universe or something. Uh, But we we do see we've seen him before, and it seems like we've seen the the little guy too. You know, there's this little alien bounty hunter with his backpack on. Maybe he was in. I think he was one of the bounty hunters that helped uh, Cad Bane in the Clone Wars. Are you you're you're talking about
1: the? the the white furred one right
0: no, 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 the little bitty guy he's a little guy, I'm not talking about the muff tack looking dude. there's a little bitty one, maybe he didn't come in until uh episode I mean, issue number two because I'm looking through issue one right now, and I don't see him uh one of the, another cool thing that we get to see in in um issue one is the first appearance of, uh, Zuvio, (laughs) which when the force awakens came out, we got this cool action figure of constable Zuvio who never appeared in the force awakens at all. (laughs) So now we have a, if this is official canon, we have official canon of cat of constable Zuvio in the books. And we also get a little nice Baba Joe uh appearance too
1: which I was real happy and, about
0: yep yep and uh while Unkar Plutt has been kidnapped uh a new guy on the scene on Jakku his name is uh Krenad, I believe wants to take over Unkar Plutt's business uh but and that's not a huge part of the storyline it's just like a little subplot that gets tied up in issue number 2 um but overall i think the artwork is is very good in it i mean nothing like overwhelming but but i don't think it it needed to be overwhelming for the it doesn't need to be super detailed super you know spot on like less lines it seems to me when you're when you're trying to appeal to kids less lines the better right i, I don't know i mean i i'm just thinking Like Bruce Timm's Batman Mm. animated series, Superman animated series. You know, you don't have those really detailed uh, characters and backgrounds. Well, or characters. Less lines, the better. Um, There's not as much exposition,
1: basically. It's way more like action and just tone. There is actual dialogue. Well,
0: well, yeah, that too. But I'm talking about artwork. Like less lines, the better. Oh, in, I got you. I got in, you in the in the artwork. Yeah. Oh, so I understand. You don't, I
1: understand where you yeah. say Bruce Tim. Yeah, because this this, uh, this see the 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 artist here the the one that Derek did this Derek
0: Sham or something like that. I
1: think so. This is the same person that did that series uh, for Star Trek called Starfleet Academy.
0: Derek Charm, excuse me.
1: And uh, I, when I saw his art, I was like, "This is I love this artist." Like I love his yeah. the way he draws his characters. Gave me a Bruce Tim vibe. So so yeah, it's funny you, you bring that up.
0: Oh, very much. I mean, if you look at that first page and how everything's kind of shadowy look like you get this background look of of, of this highlight look of Ray on her speeder, and then you get these three characters who look like they're jumping out of the way of something, but they're all kind of blacked out. Right. But those those poses are very Bruce Tim poses, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're just looking at them. But like I said, the story was spot on. Lots of high adventure. Ray, you know, f- doing her thing, fighting off uh, thieves on Jakku, uh, doing everything she can to survive. Uh, the The one thing that surprises me though is onkar Plutt, you know, is kidnapped and Ray does the right thing and tries to help him just because she feels bad. Cause she sold the droid tune that these bounty hunters are looking for. And if you Austin, if you look on page, oh, uh, what is this? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Look on page 10, I believe. Uh, and in the top right corner, you see, the group of bounty hunters. And you see that little fish looking guy yeah. with a gun. Mm-hmm. He was in star Wars, the clone wars. I don't know if that was exactly him, but a very similar looking character was in clone wars with Cad Bane. Right. When they tried to, uh, rob the, I mean, hijack the Senate or something like that. I can't remember the exact episode. Um,
1: but yeah, but yeah no, overall, I, I know you're talking about he's, he's definitely, I think he was in the
0: clone wars. Yes. And um, so before we go off on to the second part of this book, I just think it's better. Should we should we review part two and then come back to this one to review just so we get the whole story since we're reviewing two in a row? Yeah, that's fine. OK, so before we get to the second part of issue one, we're going to hit up issue number two. And I'll let you I'll let you go off on this. Tell everybody about you know kind of the synopsis of what happens and all that kind of good stuff.
1: It's it follows before Force Awakens. We have Ray on Jakku, doing her thing, you know, scavenging and stuff like that, and and uh, basically finds out that Unkar Plut's been kidnapped because he's you know by these bounty hunters, he's captured by these bounty hunters because he has what was it like a like a treasure map or something like that. Like it was a it was a they. F-
0: they thought the robot's head. The contained robot's head, some kind the droid head,
1: had, it had it contained a map to some sort of treasure or whatever, and so Ray basically goes and rescues him. So, I mean, it's a pretty simple story.
0: Yeah, that, that that's it. Um, I don't really know. You know, there's a there's a lot of cat and mouse between Ray and the bounty hunters here because she. Mm-hmm. She kind of, you know, tricks them as to I have, yes, I have the the head of the, of the droid, and I will trade him to you for Unkar Um But what she doesn't, I mean, what they don't know is that she's already checked out the head long time right. ago, and it was beyond repair, so they're not getting anything out of it. Right? Um, yeah,
1: it was basically. I think his like memory was wiped.
0: Yeah, so you know, the bounty hunters kind of call her bluff. Said, well. You know, what keeps us from just shooting you and taking the helmet any I mean the droid's head anyway. So she throws the droid's head up in the air. Classic, you know, bounty hunters all look up. She goes, tries to free Uncar Plut, but then Uncar Plut does a very Unkar Plut thing and pushes Ray into the bounty hunters, grabs right. the head and starts to take off. But he did notice that that Ray had some uh some corn clusters, which is Similar to the food he pays people in for giving him salvage crap. All right. And he he got kind of mad at that, but broke it up, threw it on the ground. And then these ripper raptors that live on Jakku came swarming down to eat the corn. But at the same time, they were all over these bounty hunters. And Unkar Plutt kind of grabs Ray's arm and says, Hey, come on, let's run, get out of here. And the one thing that she was hoping for was you know, to be you know, a thank you from Unkar Plutt for, for her rescuing him. And of course that doesn't happen, but, 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 but she goes back home. And then what does she find at home? This huge box of, uh, 30 portions of food and a little hollow projector of Unkar Plutt saying, Hey, you know, this is, this is payment for saving my life. So it all kind of
1: ends well for Ray. So basically gives, it, ge- it basically gives Unkar Plutt some heart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It ge- and it gives him a little, a little more backstory to really go on, um, from, from what we've known. So, y- you know, I still don't understand about the force awakens. Why? Who's, whose care Ray was left in. Right. Was it Unkar Plutt? Because I mean, if you look at what she remembers, Unkar Plutt was the one pulling her arm saying, come on,
1: girl. Right,
0: you know, right. Um, I mean, and and why wouldn't he care for her more than what he does? Unless, yeah, you know, some of that Jedi worshiper people were the ones looking after her, and she didn't know it. Right, or or did she need anybody to look after her? Because it looks like she's doing pretty fine on her own.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, with this issue, it kind of brings that into question. Like, really, you know you start to question on yeah. um, car more like, you know, is he, I mean, he still seems like he's pretty much just out for himself. I mean, he'll like you saw, he'll sacrifice anybody to get away. Like he pushed her away. And, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, it's just kind of conflicting. Maybe he's just a complicated character I and mean, he's still, he's still out to just <laughs> look. You know, he's there for number one, you know, for himself. But, you know, I, th- I maybe, maybe under all that fat, there's a little bit of a heart. I, I don't know.
0: Uh. let's just pull his arms off, like a Wookiee.
1: <laughs> One funny thing: Did you happen to notice the bounty hunters when they left the planet? Did you see the ship they flew out on?
0: Yeah, it looks similar to um,
1: similar to the Millennium Falcon, didn't it? Well, no, it's it's the basically the same freighter. Um, I think it's a Dynamic class freighter that th- was the Ebon Hawk on uh, Knights of the Old Republic.
0: Oh, really? I, see, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not a Knights of Republic, Old Republic guy, so I, I wouldn't have noticed right. that.
1: That was, like, one of the few have. things I really, really enjoyed, like, in terms of just the the new stuff, like, the new, uh, or not new, I mean, it says, you know, thousands of years old, but, um, um, but just the, you know, like, the ships and stuff that are in that series, uh, that one, to me, because it was close to the Millennium Falcon, I mean, it was a freighter. It just—I don't know—I really it really caught my eye, kind of like that how the outrider did. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was really cool, and then just this to see that they referenced that ship that class in the in this comic series, just like you know, like uh, the cartoons and some of the other comics and stuff we see where they bring in old canon stuff into the mm-hmm. new canon. So it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So the second the the second part of of, of the book and the first issue. Is a little thing called Tales from Wild Space. And basically, what, but before we tell you what it's about, um, issue one was written by Kevin Scott again, penciler, this time somebody different, John Samarova. I hope I'm not butchering her name. Inker Sean Parsons, colorist Charlie Kirchhoff, and letterer Tom B. Long again. Now, you know, when I look at art, I don't think there's any bad art, right? Right. I mean, if you draw, if you tell a good story and you do it with stick figures, I'm not going to say anything because, you know, what's good art to some is bad art to others. and, And I just view that I don't have this talent and then everything I look at looks really good. But I will say this looks more, let's say less refined than the initial story. Right. Right. Um, To me, I mean, if you look at, like, hands and stuff like that, they don't, they feel kind of wonky in certain spots. That, that may be by design, but, like, the main character here, uh what's this guy's name?
1: Oh, oh it's um M- Emil?
0: Yeah. It's like E-M-I-L, yeah. Emil? Yeah, Emil Graf. Emil Graf. And, basically, Emil Graf's story is he's the grandson of the rebel hero Milo graph and he explores and charts on unma- unmapped planets of, of wild space. And he, with him, he has a little companions boo, which is, uh, a little bitty droid. Um, that it's, is boo the droid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like
1: a little, okay, and, I think he's sort of like the, you know, You know, like uh, BB-8, he's a little ball droid.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Boo is the ball droid. Then you have uh, Crater and Noni. I don't know which ones. One of them's a Salacious Crumb-looking fellow, but red. Uh, And then you have this... The other is like this mishmash of droid parts. Like you got an R2-D2 body with some kind of two different arms, a different head, um, looks like a probot <laughs> legs <laughs> or something. I mean, it's just like, it's huge mismatched droid. Right. Um, and basically I, th- I think, you know, they do chart, uh, wild space, but while, while they're doing this, they, uh, it, what's his name? Graf tells a little story about stuff that's happened in the past. So I'm assuming this takes place after the events of the force awakens, probably after the events of the last Jedi and, and, and before that and after that, but this first issue, the, you, you want to, you want to do the honors of telling this little story about the first issue or you want to do the second one?
1: Um, I mean, if you want to, you can go ahead.
0: Okay. So the first issue is, is basically a story about Obi-Wan Kenobi and, uh, Dexter Jetster on uh on Coruscant. and it tells a story of how this little um, uh uh size noodles looking alien I wish I knew alien names better uh is stealing stuff from Dex's diner. So unbeknownst to the to the little uh Steven alien, Obi Wan's kinda set up a little trap where he puts this like thermal detonator looking thing on a, on the counter beside him while he's eating. The little thief goes, grabs it, runs off, and she's thinking, Oh, I've I've done it. I've I've stolen this not only from not a regular person, but from a Jedi, and I'm going to get away with it, and this thing's going to be worth a lot of money. Turns out they put a home in device in it, so they end up at her place before she does, and now they found her stash of stolen stuff, so Dex gets all the stuff back. And uh, she she goes down to jail or wherever Jedi take prisoners. Uh, another good story. Uh, but to me, the one thing that threw it off was the artwork a little bit. I just, it wasn't my speed. You know, I'm not saying this bad artwork. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dissing the artist. It's just not my thing. Right. All I'm right. sure there'll be some people that love this. Um, and mainly the, th- it's not the alien characters that are not my thing. It's the human, like Obi-Wan. I just didn't like the face on Obi-Wan. Um, and I yeah. didn't like some of the proportions on my own Emil graph, but I, I'm hoping that Star Wars adventures continues this. You have one main story in, in each issue. And then, you know, I like seeing these little background stories that don't, really mean a lot to the star Wars universe. It just adds flavor to the star Wars universe. Like, because you've always had that. Oh, Dexter and, and Obi-Wan must be good friends because he says, how are you doing old friend in, in attack of the clones or something mm. along those lines. And you're like, what kind of history do they have? Right. And this comic gives you a little backstory to some of that history. Um, so overall issue one, I will say is a knock knock it out of the park issue is comparable to some of the Marvel stuff. You know, I i can, I can enjoy this just as much as I enjoy something like Darth Vader, you know, right. or, or the main star Wars series. All right. So why don't you do the, the, tell us about the second part of the second issue.
1: Right. Which basically the it kind of, it's a neat story because it goes back to um, a new hope. And uh, mm-hmm. the same character Emil um, is, you know, on the ship with his droids with the Boo and um, what's the is it Crater? I think is the the bigger one.
0: Is Boo and yeah, Crater? I'm not sure. What? Yeah,
1: yeah. So Crater is the the larger one. This kind of you know he's he's what's funny is if you look at Crater, he's got like a pro droid bottom. Which is kind of weird. It's mm. almost like they're mix mashed. He's got like the he's got a probe droid bottom to bottom half, while uh, Boo has a probe droid head on like a you know ball body. You know, like <laughs> I really just noticed
0: weird. that. Yeah, he does. He does. So,
1: yeah. but anyway, anyway, beside the point. They um, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. What got him to talk about it, but. It, Basically, um, you know, something going on with the droid, and it was res- it relates to uh, the story of Yavin. The back right after the- they blew up the Death Star. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we celebrate on Yavin Four. Basically, it's like when the Empire attacks the base, and they've got their turbolasers, you know, aimed at the uh, at the base, and they're they're getting ready to destroy it. And you kind of get introduced to um, uh, Yv- how do you pronounce her? Is it Yv- Is it Ivan or Yvonne? Verlaine. Yeah, she's a rebel yeah, pilot.
0: Go, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and so you get you know she basically leads an attack on the the star destroyer that's going to basically blow up the base. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you pretty much just kind of get this neat story where she she I, I guess she I mean doesn't she like infiltrate or somehow I want to say she infiltrates the star destroyer itself, right? And and changes the the turbo laser. Uh, I guess, targeting or something where they, I, I don't know. I, I really, it's been yeah, a little bit, but
0: that, that was very confusing to me too. When yeah. I read it, I, I still don't understand it. But the one thing I will say is that, The art on that thing was so good. I didn't care. Yeah. I was going to say the art art, this
1: this part was really good. But I mean, I guess what mainly is just, I I just remember she, she, I guess, bought them some time because they needed to evacuate. And I guess they didn't have enough time. I guess was the main thing was, you know, they just needed a little bit more time and they weren't going to, they were going to be blown up by the turbo lasers from that starter story before they can get everybody out of the base. But then the start, Mm. they, I think she, she was able to, to, Infiltrate the star destroyer and and I guess like mess mess up the targeting so that whenever it fires its turbo laser that it charged up it it fired and missed the base by so much you know giving yeah. them enough time to get out
0: yeah and so so um before we go on with that though the the writers on that were Elsa Uh or how do you say that man Chari. Thierre, Shara Thierre, and Pierre, Pierrick Cullinette, man, sorry, people, <laughs> sorry, the artist is the same, Elsa, colorist Sarah Stern, and letterer Tom B. Long, I will say, out of the two issues, the art in, in this short story is the best art out of the two issues, by right. far, Definitely by I far, agree. I mean, that... Oh, that is so beautiful. I mean, I wish that I could own one of those pages because the art is that awesome. And if you're listening, you know, to the people who drew this page, three would be great. If you're just wanting to send me some art. <laughs>
1: They're like, well, can you get our names right first? Like, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: really. really. Uh, uh... <laughs> so I, I guess... To round to to kind of end this, this little conversation here, issues one and two, thumbs up. I can't recommend them anymore. Yes, they're aimed at kids, but the stories are great. The art's great. It feels like Star Wars. You definitely want to get these and check them out. Yeah. Austin. Yeah,
1: I agree. I, I Both of them, I give two thumbs up. I was wary. I mean, it's just weird seeing that they sent this off to IDW, so I felt like they were pushing something off on them. But I'm an IDW fan, you know, because I read the Star Trek series and Back of the Future and Ghostbusters and all that on their their line. And, um yeah, they didn't disappoint. This is actually a really good story. In some ways, it's it's better than a lot of the Marvel stuff that was put out or that has been put out. Um but yeah, yeah two Anakin
0: up. and Obi Wan, I'm looking at you.
1: Oh yeah, Whew, man. But um, yeah, I, I, I totally totally agree with you. These are great great stories so far. So I hope it it continues and they they bring us some really cool stories.
0: Now it's time for a little thing we like to call. Let's see if we can make Austin miss some Star Wars trivia questions.
1: Which it shouldn't be too hard. I, my <laughs> brain functions, dude. I'm telling you, like, like the older stuff, I still have a pretty good grasp on. But like, it's so hard to retain retain a lot of the stuff, especially a lot of the new stuff. It just takes me a little bit to really, re- you know, I have to re- repeat a lot of names and species and stuff over and over. Ugh,
0: I'm just getting old. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. So. If you lose, okay, I'm gonna ask you ten questions. Okay, you okay. have to get seven of them right oh, to God. continue podcasting. Oh, oh, geez.
1: Okay. <laughs> I will, I will submit some references for you, some, uh, some uh, oh, candidates.
0: <laughs> All right, let's te- let's test your Star Wars knowledge and see just just how how knowledgeable you are. All right, okay. question number one. What did Han Solo do in order to evade the Imperial ships that were pursuing him after he blasted off from Hoth? A. He went into hyperspace. B. He entered an asteroid field. C. He activated a cloaking device. Or D. Nothing. They were captured. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. This sounds non-canon. Hmm. Nah, it's B. Okay. You want to make fun of my of my questions, huh? You want to make fun <laughs> of my questions. I'm sure that was just a warm-up. Yes, it was. It was. How many nostrils do Tauntauns have?
1: How many a, nostrils? two.
0: Yeah, A, two. B, four. C, six. D, eight. Jesus.
1: Uh, I mean, I only remember... Two, maybe
0: four. Oh, you got to give I me think. one, man!
1: Oh, lord! I don't know because they did look kind of funny. Like, like I'm just gonna go with four because I remember they did. They do have some funny looking nostrils, so maybe four.
0: Oh, gosh, you were lucky, Joker. That is right. That is What? Right. They had four? four? Oh,
1: God. Yes. I
0: just remember, like, if you remember
1: the shot in 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 Empire and you see it, like, the one that Luke's riding in his face, he's kind of like, and he just, like, blows out his, you know, the, I mean, not, not Luke, <laughs> uh, Han, and you see his, like, the panicked look, you know? You see it, like, oh, yeah. blow out the nostrils. I just remember it did look kind of funny, so I was like, maybe it has four. I don't know. <laughs> All
0: right, question number three. What attacked Luke Skywalker and eventually pulled him underwater on the Death Star? A, Atuk. Yeah, B, a Dianoga. Can I an- give all the answers first? <laughs> B, Dinoga. C, Nose Monster. D, Crate Dragon. God, what was C? What was C? Some kind of Nos monster. I thought uh, you said Nose monster. <laughs> <laughs> nose monster. It was the Nose monster. Oh, was that man. like a booger? <laughs> <laughs> the Nose monster? The booger? Yeah. <laughs>
1: True. <laughs> he got a Nose monster. From the from the planet? They, they, they're they from the planet at you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. You won't. You'll never get this one. How many TIE ships are housed in Imperial Star Destroyers? A, 72, B, 82, C, 62, or D, 92? Now, which type of Star Destroyer are we talking about? Just a regular Imperial Star Destroyer, not a Super Star Destroyer. Not a Super. Just a regular. Not a Super, just a regular.
1: Because I want to say I heard they held, was it eight squadrons?
0: Oh Lord! Ooh, how many ships are in a squadron?
1: That's what I'm saying. is there, uh, is it six or twelve in a squadron? I'm gonna go with. Let me pull out my calculator. Oh <laughs> gosh,
0: you're really calculating this.
1: I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna see what happens if I just do eight times twelve. Is. 96. Was that an answer? <laughs> what was the no, answer? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, God. Well, give me the answers again and I'll just get A,
0: A is 72. Uh huh. B is 82. C is 62. And D is 92. I'm just going to go with 82. And you will have gotten it wrong. Oh, no. Which one was it? Was it you're, 72 or 92?
1: Feeble. Jedi skills.
0: 72.
1: 72. Ah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yes, yes. 72. I can't believe this. I'm looking for a new host next week. New co-host. Oh, no. Jeez. Yep. All right. What was Derek Clivian's nickname? A. Lurdo. B. Hobby. C. Peewee. Or D. Turner. Wait a minute. What's the question again? <laughs> what was Derek Derek Cl- Clavian's nickname? A Lurdo, B Hobby, C Pee or D Turner?
1: Oh my god!
0: Oh, this one's easy. I mean,
1: I'm just gonna go Hobby because I, I mean, I thought Hobby had a different name, but I just
0: gonna say yeah, it's hobby. hobby. Okay, yeah, it's Hobby. I mean, you know, I don't think there's a Pee in Star Wars. That would be Maybe. really funny um, if there was. You know there's got to be now. <laughs> uh, oh, here's a good one. How much did Obi-Wan Kenobi promise Han Solo as payment for passage to Alderaan? A 16,000, B 17,000, C 18,000 or D 11,000. Hmm.
1: What were the answers again?
0: 16,000. 17,000, 18,000, or 11,000?
1: I can't believe I don't. I can't. I can't. Give me, okay, give me the answers one more time because I'm just trying to think of the scene in my head.
0: And it's 16,000, 17,000, 18,000, or 11,000.
1: Ooh. "Oh Lord, I'm just trying to think." Cause it was, I want to say eighteen, but I feel like that's wrong. Like,
0: you want to, you want to call oh, a friend? Man. No. Wait a minute.
1: Was it seventeen? I'm gonna go with seventeen because I wanna say it was two I wanna say it was it was like so much now I wanna say it was like two thousand now and then fifteen when you get when we get to Alderan.
0: Seventeen thousand? We can almost buy on ship for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was that right? Yep, seventeen thousand. Man.
0: I almost thought I was like, was it eighteen? <laughs> mm. Oh, okay. You know, it's getting about time, so we're going to we're going to wrap it up with this one question. Mm. This this is to see if you will be joining us next week on on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. Which subspecies of mustafarian is tall and thin? A southern, E eastern, C northern, or D western? Uh <laughs> Uh, give me the question one more time. Which subspecies of Mustafarian, Mustafarian is tall and thin? A. Southern, B. Eastern, C. Northern, or D. Western? Oh, Lord. Northern. I'll go with Northern. Did you north.
1: freaking Google that? Did no, you I'm, just, Google I'm that? just a complete <laughs> guess. I'm just like, North because I have absolutely no idea. Was that right? Uh,
0: all right, folks. I guess Austin will be staying with us one more week on the podcast. Oh. Dadgummit. After all I did to try to find a hard one so you wouldn't be able to answer it. <laughs> I just tried to take his job. Dadgummit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but that's right. That's right. So... I guess we can say you do know some of your stuff, Austin. You're not the pathetic loser that I I, I, I know some it. of my
1: stuff, and I'm a really good guesser.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, before we go, I just want to remind everybody, the Battlefront 2 uh, beta hits tomorrow. I don't know what time. Well, it I, I actually, should say tomorrow. I was going to say, I it shouldn't actually, say tomorrow. If,
1: you, if, you, if you pre-ordered it, it's going to be dependent on the what coast you if you're on the east coast it's going to be at 4 a.m. tomorrow morning 4 a.m. october 4th so, yeah. so when
0: this is released we're releasing this later in the week so it would have already been released but yeah 4 a.m. yeah i'm, I'm going to get up yeah. first thing i'm going to do is start the playstation and start downloading this thing because like i said it's going to take me a week to download probably uh unfortunately they're saying the PC,
1: the version, I think the PC version is supposed to be like 15 gigs or something like that.
0: So I don't oh, know how yeah, they, big
1: the console version is going to be.
0: Uh, oh, and here's some of the minimum requirements for Battlefront 2 on the PC. If if you're playing it on the PC, you have to have 64-bit Windows 7, Windows 8.1, or Windows 10. Uh, if you go with the AMD processor, it has to be an AMD FX60. 6350. If it's an Intel processor, a, an i5 6600, I mean 66, yeah, 100K. You have to have at least 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, AMD, if you're going with AMD car, uh, video card, AMD Radeon HD 7850 with 2 gigs of memory. If you go with NVIDIA, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 660 with at least 2 gigs. Of course, you have to have DirectX. Uh, and you have to have 55 gigs, five, five, 55 gigs of hard drive space. Uh, but that's minimum. That's bare minimum. If you really want to be able to play the game, uh, you have to have windows 10 or later. Uh, if you went the AMD route, you'd have to have the AMD FX, uh, eight, three fifty wraith processor with video card would be a AMD Radeon RX 480 with four gigs of Ram of memory on it. Um the Intel would be uh Intel Core I seven sixty seven hundred, uh and uh NVIDIA GeForce GTX ten sixty with three gigs of memory and you'd have to have sixteen gigs of RAM on that bad boy along with DirectX and fifty five gigs of hard drive space. So for all you PC nerds out there, it's time to buy a new PC to play Battlefront 2 <laughs> basically. <laughs> Um, and remember this this only stays up from October 4th to October 9th uh, people who don't who didn't pre-order the game will get their chance at to October 6th to play the beta for a few days all right man that's gonna wrap us up for the week uh, any any last words Austin um, I
1: guess I guess our last thing would be you know where they can find
0: us. <laughs> Oh, okay. Boom. I see what you're saying. I see, I see what you're saying. You're saying, hey, co-host, you forgot one whole important segment. All right. All right. If you like us and you want to talk shop, Star Wars shop with us, you can find us at the, our official website, outerrimnews.com. That's without the www, just the outerrimnews.com. Uh, you can talk with us on social media via our Facebook page at facebook.com slash outerrimnews. Or on Twitter, where you can shout out to us at Outer Rim News. And also, we're on the Instagrams, where you can follow us at Instagram.com slash Outer Rim News.
1: And also remember that the podcast itself is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. Um, It's all for entertainment. All the names and the sounds we have are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. All right. So now, any last thoughts? Uh... Play Austin. that game, get that money.
0: Oh, my gosh. What, what
1: the heck does that mean? I don't even know, man. I don't know. Everybody just enjoy the beta if you can. Pre-order people. You get to enjoy it on the 4th. Everybody else enjoys it on the 6th, and you have till the ninth. So everybody that finishes their download on the ninth, I hope you get at least a good solid three hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, for me, New York Comic Con is this weekend. Don't forget, there's lots of cool Star Wars exclusives if you're heading to the convention, especially the Lego Star Wars Brickheads, Boba Fett, and Han Solo and Carbonite. Uh, that will cost you a cool 40 bucks, so snag one of those for me. I mean, uh, for yourself, if you're heading there. Uh, but other than that, have a good weekend, and may the Force be with you.
1: Peace.